We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ronald Acuna Jr. has the first 30-60 season in Major League history, and the Martian has landed in New York. That and a whole lot more coming up on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Clay Link of Rotowire.com here with the FSWA Hall of Famer, the 2019 TGFBI champion, Mr. Todd Zola. Todd, a uh, pretty busy day yesterday with Acuna going, you know, reaching 3060 and word of the Yankees promotions and all that waiver wire madness. How, uh, are you uh, caught up on everything? Do you think you got everything uh, covered? So far, I, that was a wonderful game last night. You mentioned Acuna. Mookie bets two home runs to, you know, the MVP chance. Yeah, the top four MVP candidates oh. in the NL were on display yesterday. Yeah, in that one least, game. Yeah, oh, it was, I mean, yeah, you were kind of forced to watch that game because it was the only one on. Oh, hmm. no getting to Spencer Strider a little bit into the game and Iglesias having worked two days in a row, being called in for the saves and made it scary, but he got the job. That was great. No, it was, it was a fun day and uh, enjoyed, enjoyed, even though it was a short slate, it was, uh, it was fun being able to just watch a game and not be clicking. Although I don't mind clicking either. Right. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't so bad. Yeah. Cunha reaching 30, 60 on uh-huh. that grand slam yesterday and, I get that it's easier to steal bags in this environment, but still really, really impressive what he's doing this year. Uh, Absolute fantasy god, that guy. And he got married yesterday, too. He did in the afternoon. I wrote on Twitter, X, I should say, that um, he's doing what he can to make baseball want to use the third-round reversal. (laughs) I know. I I saw that tweet. Oh, wow. I mean, I've been kind of tossing that idea out there in recent years, but. Uh, I'll I still say, don't necessarily think it's necessary. For you know what? It's not necessary in football anymore. But that's not here. That's that's for a different that's podcast. True. Yeah, that's we'll have to true. tell uh, our you know Mario and, and Coventry and, and Jeff about that. It's not. But anyway, uh, they they have enough to talk about. Uh, I have a football yet, tomorrow. I gotta admit, I was pretty shocked that the Reds grabbed uh, Harrison Bader and Hunter Renfro. Apparently, so is Fanduel because they don't have them. They have them still on their old teams. But anyway, uh, well, yeah. I. 
this is the Castellinis we're talking about here, pal. But <laughs> I just I got to give them credit though. Credit where it's due. They they seemed well. They were willing to add on some extra payroll to give their team a little bit of a better chance. And the lineup was decimated in recent weeks. So. Yeah, uh, but two, you know, a couple decent additions there. I think so. They didn't get a pitcher. Giolito went to Cleveland, and with Nick Lodolo. Now, how much are we accounting on Nick Lodolo? Not a ton. It would more have been a icing on the cake. Yeah, still unfortunate. But expe- oh, absolutely, especially because now. I mean, the innings for next year low, and you know, off season, all that, all that sort of thing. I think that's a it's a big bummer. But Hunter Green needs to show a little something down the stretch, just for the the playoff push, more than anything else. And how long can can Andrew Abbott continue to do Andrew Abbott things? Today's a big day because the Cubs. I mean, they're going for the division. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the pitching matchups. I think favor. Cincinnati today with Ashcraft. Well, you know, Ashcraft and Wicks, who knows? And then are you excited about Shane Green tonight? Uh, no. <laughs> well, <laughs> you get to face Shane Green. Well, yeah, I mean, you got, you got, I, yeah, I guess I am kind of looking forward to that, actually. He's been I, starting, right? He's been starting yeah. in AAA Green has. I was kind of, I think it was an opener. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I had in mind too. But yeah, but he's been starting. So it is yeah. Ben Lively on the side. So I'm still not feeling great about that. Yeah. And Game you two like, matchup. Yeah. You although although the bullpen's been better for the Reds lately, you gotta like the fact that neither team, well, at least you know, the, well, neither team play, but the, the rest that the Reds got with their bullpen has to help because you, know, you know, maybe Diaz can go both games now. Yeah, big day in the NL Central with the Cubs and the Reds playing two at Great American Ballpark, and it is actually Jordan Wicks's birthday today. So turning 24 years old. Happy birthday to him. He was the top pickup in the Rotowire Stake League last night, Jordan Wicks. $4 ad. The fab budgets are dwindling, as you'd expect. But yeah. uh, he was the top guy there. And impressive in his debut. Give up a home run to Cabrian Hayes, but then just allowed two more base runners the rest of the way. Struck out nine, nine over five innings. So yeah. a, a former first-round pick, a 2021 first-round pick. See what he can do. Uh, definitely, it should be a, a top guy on a lot of lists this weekend. I would think for people needing uh, needing some starting pitching help. I mentioned the Martian landing, Jason Dominguez getting the call up, and the Yankees bringing up Austin Wells too. I think right. Yep. Um, so a little bit more of a youth movement there. They let Josh Donaldson go, so they've got you know every. Everson Pereira playing a fair amount, and now, uh, yeah, Jason Dominguez and Oswald Peraza with the club as well. I'd Josh Donaldson <laughs> gone as well. Over uh, Harrison Bader, Harrison Bader gone as well. Oh, Harrison Bader, of course. Um, I'd imagine Jason Dominguez plays, you know, pretty much every day in center. Yeah, expectations for him like when he first signed uh, affiliated ball were off the charts. Those have kind of died down a little bit, but I still think you know, it's going to be tough for him to live up to this name that he's already built himself. Yeah, how much of that was Yankees hype? Does that still exist anymore? What's he, 21 years old, 20 years old? He is, yeah, 20 years old. Doesn't turn 21 until February. I mean, yeah, I as far as the hype goes, I mean, let's uh, – he's 20 years old. <laughs> so – uh, you know, let's give it a little bit of a break as far as that goes. But yeah, so in 
Only only nine games in AAA, but he crushed it. Ten ninety five OPS. Um, should be interesting. Uh, mm. st- strikeouts are are not as big of an issue for him as they are for some youngsters. I mean, one hundred and thirty. Uh, yeah, twenty. 20, 25%. So, but as far as some youngsters, that's kind of, especially at age 20, it's, it's not as big of an issue. And he, he walks a fair amount. So it's good. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I mean, when you start, how old was it when he started? 18, 17? Yeah. 18 so, is when he started yeah. in pro ball. And yeah, I, uh, you know, the numbers at double A don't, you know, jump off the page necessarily, but for a 20 year old, they're pretty darn impressive. 781 yeah. OPS, 15 homers, 37 bags in uh, 44 attempts. So, uh, yeah, could be some swing and miss there, but he is a switch hitter, Jason Dominguez. So, could take advantage of that short porch out in right field at Yankee Stadium. It will be exciting to see what he can do. He, uh, I think he was a zero. Yeah, he, he went for zero. I was expecting. Him to at least go into single digits, but again, fab budgets are dwindling. Davis yeah. Davis Schneider goes for three. Looks like he'll get some run here, and I keep waiting for Davis Schneider to cool down. I can't even like say his name because it just feels like I shouldn't, you know, be paying this guy a whole lot of mind. But I guess I have to start paying attention to Schneider, especially with Matt Chapman on the aisle now. Uh, they'll see what he can do. See if he can, you know really kind of take this opportunity and run with it. Right. You mentioned Matt Chapman on the L. That's kind of the key because yeah. uh Kavan Biggio will 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 stop by once in a while like he's been all season, hasn't done very well. But with uh, Santiago Espinal moving over to third base, Schneider could now cover second with Chapman out. Obviously Bo Bichette is out. Um I think Schneider has got a chance to lock down a regular spot even when uh, Bichette and Chapman are back. I think Espinal can be the the swing man, and Schneider can play regular second base if he continues to hit at this level. He showed pop in double-A as a 24-year-old, so we shouldn't be too surprised. Of course, the average will come down, but, yeah, I mean, in one month he's got a chance, and, again, Biggio's not taking the job from him. By the way, Spencer Horwitz will be uh, called up by the Blue Jays today, so we'll see how he factors into that roster mix but just wanted to note that well it's uh, september 1st right everybody yeah, should be two more up. roster spots yeah you know we got to figure one pitcher per team at least right and then a couple mm-hmm. hitters here and there so wicks jordan wicks of the cubs for four dollars last night in the rotowire stake league davis schneider for three and then yanir cano for one i think i've been saying his name wrong all season <laughs> but i was on his baseball reference page today and i saw it the correct pronunciation. So, uh, you know, you live and you learn, but, uh, brutal injury to Felix Bautista, but in yeah. steps Cano and, you know, he looks plenty capable. That's a, I mean, talk about cheap saves. What if that had been, what if this had been June 1st? He probably would have been, you know, yeah, no kidding. 40% of the budget. Yeah. <laughs> I probably would have been the one who did it. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Like an idiot. But no, I, I did not manage my fab particularly well, but we do have $0 ads in this league, and we'll get you to know, some more of those here briefly. You, know, you wonder how many saves can a guy get in a month and, and who gets them. Edward Alzale and Kyle Finnegan led August with 10 saves apiece. 
So, By the way, you mentioned Mookie. Fifty hits in August from Mookie. Uh, it's just, fifty. I, it's just jumping. You know, you know how many how many excuses have we made for players because they have to jump between positions? You know, and that's hmm. kind of our narrative. He's well, he's probably not hitting well because he doesn't know where Mookie's second base and outfield in the same game. You know, he's jumping between the two, and he used to he played a little shortstop too. In uh, my head, because I'm so fantasy oriented, sorry to like cut you off right there. Yeah. I just I've had Ronald Acuna Jr. as my MVP, but is Betts closing he, that gap? They're or? they're neck and neck. I mean, yeah. right now they're I think right now they're neck and neck. We can go with intangibles and defense and whatever you want to go with. Yeah. All right, Acuna's got the steals, but Betts is. I mean, it's and he did it so fast. I it was like a week ago I heard someone talking MVP on MLB Network Radio. I was like. Well, Mookie's batting average will probably, you know, keep him from the discussion. Well, in a week later, he's hitting three thirteen or whatever it is, you know. So yeah, uh, it is just and Freddie Freeman too. I mean, it's not let's not uh, skip have, over his greatness either. Have you ever seen Freeman give up an at bat? You know, yeah, every at bat is so professional. Oh, it's it's you know, it's class. Ah, uh, it, yeah, it's it, you know he. I think I think each I used to say Ichiro did this. Lucky he was hitting with a tennis racket and not a bat. He's kind of like serve the ball wherever he wants. To me, that Freeman is as close as we get to that now. Even more than like Luis Arias or whatever. Even though he hits for some power, Freeman looks like he's hitting with a tennis racket. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Carter Keyboom was a zero dollar ad here. Um, good for him getting another chance, and so far running with it. Power hitting for yeah, power. He's had a lot of injuries over the last couple of years, but. Uh, land of opportunity now in Washington. And, yep. Uh, yeah, we'll see what they can do. Bo Naylor, this is only a one-catcher league. He goes for zero. I, last week I said that I added Brian Abreu, and this week I got Willier Abreu. So kind of waiting to see if he's in the lineup tonight. If he's not, maybe we'll have to pivot a little bit. But I uh, looking at him as at least a one-week replacement for uh, J.D. Martinez. If we get yeah, JD Martinez uh, back next with Sedan Raffaella up. It's unclear how much Abreu will play. With Abreu's uh, been on paternity leave. Yeah, and we'll but he was swinging it pretty well. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah. So Raffaello being called up was kind of a surprise. They're both right-handed, as is Adam Duval. Mm-hmm. So it's unclear whether they'll play. The big mystery in Boston. I don't know if you caught this or not. After the game, it had to be Wednesday. Alex Verdugo and Hyam Bloom. Like we're in the outfield chatting for like twenty minutes, hmm. like and everybody's just like taking pictures of it. And it's all over Twitter. It's like, what could they be talking about? There's been no news about you know not playing, but it's just like everybody's waiting. What were they? You know, they're probably talking about you know the upcoming wrestling card or where they're going to go for dinner. You know, but everybody assumes it was you know because they're out in the out. You know that it was something bad. Yeah, talking about their fantasy football. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Maybe they're co-managing a team and they were discussing strategy. Um, or uh, Verdugo's mad about an IL stash or something. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. No, going exactly, for yeah. a slap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, anyway, so, the, so the, I mean, whether that helps, whether whether the discussion was, we're not going to play so much down the stretch and we're going to let, you know, I don't know. So anyway, mm-hmm. that, but I think Abreu, you should know lineups, right? pretty before you have to put him out there and make your decision. I don't know if you have anybody else. JD's coming back, but not 
Not right away, right? I don't think until next week. So, yeah. um, probably. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll see. I, we don't have you know Willier as a starter on the depth chart, and I think that's right right now. But I, you know, the with the way he was swinging it before going on paternity leave, I would not be surprised if they've kind of shuffled some things around to to get him in there. Yeah, Willier Abreu, um, a guy I had a bid in on, didn't get him, but uh, he goes for zero dollars. Darius Vines. Yeah. Um, is this the next like, what the heck out of nowhere, gem for Atlanta? I mean, he goes into Colorado and uh, pitches really well. Yeah, exactly, Colorado, and um, I think this is one of the games I mentioned. Iglesias went three in a row. He saved that with a, not saved it. It was a four run lead, and I'm thinking. I think well, I think I think the manager Snicker just wanted to make sure his his kid got a win. You know. That was yeah. that you know you're not going to waste a six inning effort in Coors Field. So, right? I mean, called up over Soroka and over a few other names. You, you kind of just if Tampa calls up a pitcher, if Atlanta calls up a pitcher, throw analytics out the window, right? <laughs> all I mean, that matters, for the most part, yeah. All that matters is the name on the uniform. And if he's making another start, and at least tentatively lines up for home against St. Louis, yeah. Which isn't too bad next week. It actually would be uh, on paper a two-star week, so he's going to be a guy we're going to have to grade. Darius yep. Fine, yeah, yeah, um, wouldn't line up for two in this particular league, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, Michael Taylor, I grabbed. Kind of surprising that he's um, available in a league this deep. Actually, by CBS's calculations, uh, the uh, 167th ranked player overall. In terms of earned value to date. So in a 16-team league that starts five outfielders, I mean, I was starting Kyle Isbell. So, look, I plugged uh, Michael Taylor in. He's got 20 homers and 13 bags. Yeah, it's one of those things. Those drag you down in average, of course. No bet, but as a fifth outfielder, I mean, the the, the counting stats are there. I think he's one of those guys where – you have to have him in the whole time to to you know to get that as your fifth outfielder, and there's always somebody you think can be better. So you're going for that. You're going for that upside, as opposed to just banking on that on that, you know, three dollar profit or whatever it might be. But you need that from your fourth and fifth outfield. Absolutely. Um, that's about it for me on the Austin Wells was picked up for zero. By the way, um, that's about it for me. Uh, Kyle Harrison we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Cole Reagans we talked about. Anybody else that you want to shout out? Yeah, there's just so. I mean, there's so many. Uh, there will be so many names coming up, uh, coming mm-hmm. up this week. Like I said, you kind of touched on it with Abreu. I'm curious to see how that shuffles out between Rafaela and Abreu because, they, like I said, they play similar positions and they're both right-handed. Absolutely. Well, we will talk a little rival fantasy on the show, but let me tell you a little bit about rival first uh, before we get into some challenges. I thought maybe Todd, you and I would kind of. We don't necessarily have to accept the challenge, but we may propose some challenges to one another. All right. Here All second. right. Uh, Rival Fantasy is the fantasy platform reinventing the way daily and weekly games are played, and they've brought new games to the ballpark this year that fantasy players won't find anywhere else. Rival Fantasy's games include Fantasy Bingo, head-to-head player challenges, and more uh, games like this. Daily fantasy has never been better. Right now, RotoWire listeners can get a $50 protected first play. That means if you win your first play, you keep your winnings. But if you lose your first entry, 
Rival will fully refund you up to 50 bucks. Go to play.rivalfantasy.com slash sign up and use code Rotowire MLB at sign up and deposit a minimum of $25. You get your first entry on Rival protected up to $50. Now's the time to step up to the plate and become a rival today. Welcome to the arena. So, Todd, um, the rival head to head challenges. I learned last week that you can create your own challenges. Of course, if nobody takes the other side of it, it's not going to be a, a, a game that is recognized here on the slate. But I thought maybe you and I would uh, basically throw some toss-ups at each other. Right. I learned, you know, again, I, we were both focusing so much in the fantasy book, um, which has been replaced essentially by the challenges. Yes. Yeah, so what happens is someone out there, poses a challenge on the site and puts their, their money that they want to put on that challenge. And if someone else accepts the challenge on the other side, it's, you know, it's, it's on heads up. So you can, as a user, you can either accept a challenge that's already there, or you can post some of your own, hoping somebody else picks them up. I, I did six last week, two of them uh, went through the other four weren't picked up. Um, so I think I got a couple of those wrong, but because they weren't picked up, I didn't lose my entry. So I ended up plus because the two that, you know, that I didn't lose any, I just, I won two of them and four of them went by the wayside. So, um, a lot of the challenges are above my pay grade right now, but you know, if I build up a bankroll and and get on a roll, maybe I'll start accepting them, but I'm playing in the lower end right now. Well, yeah, these, uh, these ones that we're doing, not necessarily, you know, you and I are going to actually square off tonight on Rival, right. but maybe some, uh, you know, kind of fantasy uh, head-to-head matchups with individual players here, and we'll kind yeah. of take, take one side. I was thinking about, you know, Zach Wheeler against Milwaukee. Um, it's hard with the other pitchers on the slate. Would you consider him as a – as a kind of a surprise pick over maybe like a Yuri Perez or a Tyler Glass now? I'll be honest, Clay. The only pitcher that I would take over Wheeler is Max Scherzer. Really? He's well, all right. Wait, wait it's DraftKings points. So I guess I have him pretty much even with Glass now, Zach mm-hmm. Wheeler. I've got Wheeler ranked above everybody else. Now, you mentioned Yuri Perez. Last time he went six innings. But it was because he was very efficient with pitchers. He, you know, can he be that pitch efficient again? Because they're the Marlins are going to limit him by pitches, not by innings. Mm-hmm. Although you're playing Washington, Washington's been putting playing hitting. You know, they're like the seventh best team since the break. So I mean, I have Perez in the upper half. But I mean, maybe maybe if how you feel about Perez, maybe this would be an interesting challenge that would get accepted. If I would have, if I would have take James Paxton over Yuri Perez, it sounds like you may take Perez. Yeah, I think so. That would be a tough one, but yeah, Perez. You're right that Washington has been far from a pushover. Oh yeah, lately. So, and you know Miami's only 500, but uh, they are favored here on the road in Washington. Yeah, over under eight and a half runs. So yeah, I think I'd lean Perez there. Um. He could go any, you know, he can go four innings. He can go six innings. It's like he's going to go like 75 pitches or whoever that gets him, right? So. Totally. I kind of like, well, I really like what he's done 
overall this year, Cody oh, yeah. Sanga. Oh, um, Sanga, yeah. Against Seattle, he does have to go against Logan Gilbert. You know, if you were talking about him versus Gilbert, it's kind of like a pick for this one game. Mets are favored here at home. In Seattle, though, man, they've been running hot. Didn't they just set the franchise record for wins in August? And that's when they had a 115-win season. It was wins for any month. Bumped the Rangers down to third in the AL West. Yeah, imagine that. I talked about it a little bit. The Rangers' offense was extremely lucky over the first half in terms of a batting average runners in scoring position well above the norm. So I knew that their their scoring pace was slow. The pitching is what's done it though. It just it hasn't clicked as well as it did, even with the addition of Scherzer. They're pitching the Rangers just hasn't clicked quite as well as it did over the first half of the season. Yeah, totally. Well, I think if you throw out a bunch of Zach Wheelers. Zach Wheeler challenges, and you take the Zach Wheeler side, I think you'll probably have some biters. I may. I may do that. that because, Interesting. You know, he's there are a lot of pretty good arms on the board. Verlanders at home against those uh, baby Yanks tonight. <laughs> and you know, Well, you mentioned Sanger and Gilbert. Which, which side would you take? I think I'm going to take – I actually think I'm going to take the Gilbert side. Because I just think the Mets lineup is just... By the way, we talked about the Yankees promotions. Ronnie Mauricio also going to be coming up. Uh, I assume he'll be in the lineup tonight. He should be named the Martian, too, right? With his name. Anyway. um, um, I actually have Sanga, and it's because... And I know the the Marlins have been crushing it lately, but they also strike out a lot. And Mm -hmm. Sanga strikes batters out. So that would be an interesting... The Mariners? Yeah, the Mariners strike out a bunch, or at least they over the season. Um, I, I, I guess the question with the Mariners tonight is, is Julio back? Julio Rodriguez, because he was out a couple of days with a foot injury, I believe. And uh, they were hoping the Mariners would be able to come back today. What if you had to pick one side of the Yankees-Houston? I assume you're taking Verlander in a, by a, a good margin, but... yeah. Have you seen any signs of hope with uh, Rodon lately? Not, you know what? I've seen. I, well, this is, goes without saying. Um, I'm, well, maybe it's because I'm. I'm surprised that Luis Severino has picked it up as much as he yeah, has. He's bounced back. Rodon, I haven't seen it as much, but I, I'm not giving up on Rodon. But I mean, the you know the injuries. He has to be someone you take a flyer on, and I'd like to say he's a. Uh, luxury item, not a necessity, you know, when, when you draft next year. Yeah, good point. Here's my sleeper pick for tonight. Now, he's really hasn't been very good at all this year, but J.P. Sears against the Angels. Uh, lefty going against that team, and he does have a go for itis big time, but at least the K-minus walk is you know, 16.4%. You got to assume well, you always preach that the home runs have to neutralize. Yeah. Eventually, right? I mean, yeah. Um, the thing I was looking at Sears as, as you know, I read up the, the streaming uh, options for ESPN four times a week. And I was, I, I wanted to add Sears, but I just couldn't because I wasn't comfortable. And it's an important week in ESPN leagues because it's the last week of their head-to-head season. So people, you know, if you need to take a chance, you do. Otherwise, you'd be safe. 
I just couldn't do it. I couldn't. I couldn't add Sears. He, recent performances has been pretty bad. Yeah, that's so true. I did. I did not add Sears. I mean, I do have Sandoval. I like Sandoval uh, against the the A's lineup, and even he hasn't been that great this season. He's taken a step back, a couple steps back from last year, walking more and fan and fewer Sandoval is than he did last year. Mm. Uh, so, but yeah, um, that's kind of a tough matchup on the other side. And the Angels are favored here on the road, as you'd expect, probably. Uh, by the way, 11 mile per hour winds blowing out, apparently. So maybe I uh, should reconsider that. But if you were saying, like, uh, say JP Sears versus Hyunjin Ryu, who has to start in Colorado, I got Sears blowing over out Ryu. there as well. I got Sears over Ryu. I got Sandoval over Sears, mm-hmm. but I have Sears over Ryu. I think um, I'd take. I mean, that may not sound like a bold call, but I mean, Ryu's got a two-two-five ERA. I think you'd maybe get some somebody on the other side who might want that. Yeah, here. I mean, I know you know. Let, let's just. I mean, maybe you have a few others in mind, but I've got Julio Arias and Max Fried, literally back to back in my rankings. Mm. You know, it's just a great matchup in general. Wow, I mean, that's yeah. to me. It's who do you think will win? You know, the the the. The Dodgers or the Braves. Wow. Um, I think Freed's a slightly better pitcher, but I think, you know, home, et cetera, I may go for Urias just figuring it's the Dodgers' turn to win after the Braves won yeah. last night. Atlanta slight road favorites here, but yeah, yeah that's a coin toss. And that's, that's one I'd probably avoid just because I don't have a strong feeling. Yeah, they are, right. The teams right. are so closely yeah, matched exactly exactly it's a fun contest and hopefully you can yeah. uh float some of these out there and, and uh get some competition like, on a friday night i like your idea of finding someone that you think is that you like more than the field mm-hmm. to try to get those accepted i like that idea see what happens you never know yeah. anything can happen at any given night in baseball it's do a go fund me so i go fund me for my uh i'll use this money in in, in rival well uh real quick another uh word from one of our sponsors here before we move on to two-star pitchers for uh, the first week of september Uh, we know the weather can impact how far the ball can fly but we never know what all that heat and humidity or cold air is really doing to the ball the home run forecast index gives us an easy way to determine how good or bad the air is for ball flights the index is calculated by measuring stadium-specific weather conditions and is displayed on a scale from 1 to 10, 1 being the most unfavorable for good ball flight and 10 indicating the most favorable air. There's a strong correlation between the index and the number of runs scored per game and the number of home runs hit. Games that have the highest index, 10 for the whole game, average over 10 runs and 2.8 homers over the course of the year. An index is created for each game, so you can see what it will be at any stadium and how that uh, how the weather's influence might change over the course of the game as well as the wind direction. Right now, you can get access to the HRF premium site for only $5 a month and see what the index will look like for every hour of every game. Go to homerunforecast.com now to sign up. Uh, happy September to you, Todd, and... And now we move into the first full week of September next week. Uh, Labor Day uh, looks like pretty much a full slate. Uh, not a full slate. No, not a full slate, unfortunately. Close to it. Uh, but we'll maybe 
three or four. Two, well, has to be an uh, an even number, right? Yeah. Two, one, two. I count eight off days, so that means that there's 11, 11 games. Gotcha. Well, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of the stretch run here. A lot of focus moving toward fantasy football, but we got you here. And, you know, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Ooh, yeah. As Macho Man Randy Savage might say. Uh, Merrill Kelly, Todd, versus Colorado at the Cubs. Same with Brandon Fott, who. Yeah, he ran into those Dodgers recently, but like what he's been doing overall lately. Um, you do love a home start against Colorado at the Cubs. These are a couple kind of tricky ones for me to start. Uh, can I uh, throw it over to you for Merrill Kelly? I think I'm going to go four. I think he's a really good pitcher, but he's I don't, I don't think he's a five. Um, so I am going to go for, you know, it, he gives length. He said he, he got hit by the Dodgers. Um, thought he's going to be interesting in my strat league because the numbers aren't so good because we're going to play his card next year, but he did show enough that he's going to be good in the future. So he's one of those interesting picks one has, am I trying to win, you know, this year, which is based on last year's stats or do I care more about the future? But anyway, I'm going to go with a two. Because he has been pitching well lately. All right, I got a three on uh, Kelly, but I'll go two on Fod as well. I think I've always been plus one on you with Kelly. I think it's just inherent into our baseline expectations for him. Yeah, that would make that makes a lot of sense. And he, I think we're probably each half right or right half the time. That's (laughs) the kind of guy he is. Well, we mentioned uh, Darius Vines earlier in the show, and uh, nice setup. The 25-year-old got that debut in Coors, which was impressive. Uh, not a guy like a, I guess since you know I haven't been doing the prospect show, I've kind of lost touch a little bit with some of the prospects. But this is not a name that I remember being like a big-time prospect. No. Darius finds no. James does have him as the number five prospect in the organization, not overall, but in but the organization. I mean, he's always struck out. More than a battered inning, I know that's a crude number, mm-hmm. but just eyeballing. So, I mean, that's a good thing, right? I mean, looks like he's a little homer prone. It sounds, by the way, too, like uh, Kyle Wright's rehab assignment. Most recent one didn't go no. so hot. So, no. maybe that uh, affords Vines the, this opportunity. Again, very tentative, but it would be versus St. Louis and versus Pitt at home, like yeah. that. I think I might go three, actually. Uh... Yeah, that's exactly where I am is based on, you know, you want to go, you feel like a three, but it's basing it on one start, you know? you know. Yeah, two is, I'm going to go two. Two, two. two feels safe, But three feels like you're planting your flag. I'm going to go two as well. But I had that same thought as, oh, that's a three. You know what? Slow down. It was one start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. The more level-headed uh, you know number. What? I'm I using them against. With, with the, if I if I home, scoop them up off waivers, I might at, at yeah. home with the, against you know those teams. I'm using them. The two-star pitches for Baltimore as they are going uh, six-man. John Means back. Knock on wood. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Brian Bayo at Tampa Bay versus Baltimore. So a couple tough 
interdivisional matchups there. Um, you know, I like what Bayo's done. He's not going to be a five for me, but I think even with the tough matchups, I think I'm going to go four. Yeah, I am as well. He has been a little bit rough lately, but I think it's just growing pains. Mm-hmm. You know, Justin Steele, if it weren't for Spencer Strider, I mean, wow. Are we talking about Justin Steele as like a Cy Young candidate? Maybe he, I think he's. He's 15 um, and three with a 269 ERA. Yeah, he was, I think, draft 25th in that, the draft that James did with Rob DiPietro, the, the first draft of NFBC draft of. Of the of the year, I think he was like twenty fifth pitcher, and he's like the fifth best starter this year. Steele is so. I think that's um, uh, to me, he's like a borderline SP one, SP two. Well, we got Steele and then Hendricks. I'm going to go five on Steele. Just yep. I don't know how I can at this point. Well, you can't. <laughs> yeah, um, Hendricks game. though yeah. versus San Francisco versus Arizona. Don't hate the matchups, but the pitch yeah. is so inconsistent and so vulnerable. I do think I'd give him a slight edge over like a Darius Vine, so I'll go three, I think. I'm going to go two because, I mean, I think we know what we get with, with Hendricks. And, and Vines take like the there. shot on Vines, yeah. yeah. I guess it depends. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, but uh, the, the Hendricks type, it just doesn't miss bats, just scare me. Yeah, those that's uh, playing with fire right there. All right, no two star pitches for the Reds, um, and then for Cleveland, Gavin Williams has really been good all season, but he was removed from his last start uh, Tuesday with right knee soreness. He slipped on a delivery. Yeah, only made it one inning. Yeah, he he, he finished the inning, and then Terry Francona said, "I just can't send you out there, kid." Mm-hmm. I, I, and I'll do conscience. I can't send you out there. Um, I mean, no indications that he's going to be limited here. Right. So it's going to be versus Minnesota at the Angels. I wanted to go four, but since he only threw three or only threw one inning his last time out and four and a third the time before, I think I can only go three on Williams. Yeah, I, well, I think we'll know more by Monday whether you know. Hopefully, yeah. Whether he can start or not, but I'll go three. Bybee, is it? I don't know if he's running to a wall and then come over it, sort of deal. But you know, he's had typical ups and downs of a, yeah. of a of a rookie. But he's back to the, the controls a little bit shaky right now. But he's he's back to pitching well again after a couple of blips. So. Um, yeah, that's kind of the well for most guys. That's just the story of a long yeah, season, yeah. you know. It's just, a four. I, I have him one notch ahead of Williams at a four. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go four, and Cleveland certainly won the won the. I I didn't say the Indians, yay! Uh, Cleveland has certainly won his starts, so that's a good thing. Uh, Peter Lambert's gonna be a zero. Yeah. Uh, what about Jesse Schultons? Would you give him a look with at Casey at Detroit on the docket? Here? I'd give I'd give anybody a look with those matchups. You have to, right? I mean, is it a is it a a zero pitcher with four with well, it's five matchups? Is it a zero pitcher with five matchups so he gets a two rounding down? I mean, 
I'd say he's a one pitcher with five. <laughs> All right, so that's a three. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds high. But I think a two seems right. Yeah, a two seems right. It just three just feels like a little bit too much of a leap of faith. That uh, that speaks to Schultons, though. I mean, if he was any good at all, well, I mean, I'm, like I'm like I'm calling a guy not good. You know, one of the best in the majors, best in the world if he's pitching in the majors. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, he, he's lately his last start was fine, but previous to that, he was giving up runs. So, yeah, I can only go two. You know, it is so crazy to think about the exclusivity of Major League Baseball. I saw the stat recently that, you know, as of June, in, in all of Major League history, there have only been about a little over 20,000 players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not even like, you know, wouldn't even f- barely fill over half of a, a stadium. It feels like I have that many intel wars to talk to. Anyway. I mean, AEW just put eighty thousand in us in Wembley. It's <laughs> it's kind of hard to wrap your head around. So yeah, it's these guys are at an absurd level. Yeah, absolutely. Got to be the hardest sport to play. I mean, I think I think that's clear uh, myself. But uh, anyway, Joey Wentz like the matchups, know, but he's even less of a pitcher than Schultons. Yeah, I I don't think I could do it. I think I'm a zero. That's a break glass of in case of emergency one. JP France. Now, I was having a great week. Uh, I think it was two weeks ago. Then Boston got him. In, uh, yeah, in the TGFBI and then 10 spot. But he got oh. Boston last time. But 10 spot. So, yeah, he didn't take your 10 away, though, did it? <laughs> he got whooped at home and then. Went to Boston and, and fared much better, but you know he's given up five homers in his last three starts now. You know, really like what he's done for the season, but right now he's kind of trending in the wrong direction at Texas versus San Diego. My head says three, but my heart says two. Yeah, I'm going to, and I wrote about it in the latest Todd's takes. He's got extreme road home splits by the outcomes, mm. but the expected numbers were almost identical. So it's one of those scenarios where don't get caught up in the home road splits, their noise, use the matchups. And to me, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to go too. Yeah. He's, he's pitched like a, you know, four this season, but I just, at times the way things have been going. Yeah. I just can't classify him as a, even as a three right now. But Cole Reagan's is kind of the fantasy darling of the world right now. He's, it seems like every time I open Twitter, somebody's talking about Cole Reagan's, And he deserves some love here. Now versus the White Sox at Toronto. I'm not going to anoint him a five, but I think Cole Reagan's is a four this week. And a guy who's, you know, especially in these early drafts with recency bias weighing in, it affects us all. Uh, I think Reagan's going to be a, a hot ticket. Right. Initially, they were comparing Reagan's to Spencer Strider. And it was like, come on, come on. That's a little aggressive. Now it's like, you know what? That's not bad. Rookie, you know, uh, not rookie, but kind of nondescript reliever coming out of nowhere to, to crush it. It's kind of what he's doing. Um, I'm with you exactly on the four. 
And I mean, in the circles we run, we're probably not going to get Reagan's because he's somebody's just going to draft the you know the numbers, the current numbers. Yep, he is the uh, shiny new toy. I mean, I kind of hate that term, but I yeah, just well, used it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he is the kind of apple of everybody's eye right now, so yep. we'll just have to wait and see. Well, he's earned it. Yeah, he's uh, he's done great. Reed Detmers, Jaime Berea for the Angels. They're going to be versus Baltimore, then versus Cleveland. So a couple of home starts. This team is a mess. I mean, you bring Trout back for one game. It's weird. It's weird to be judging a two-start pitcher, two of them for the Angels. Yeah, it is. We weird. usually have none. That's how it is with Otani. Uh, yeah, yeah, not pitching anymore. These are tentative too because they could always slot. There was somebody that I had in mind that they could maybe slot in. They could go to a six. Yeah, yeah, they could always go back to a six. Um, I forget who it was, but yeah. Anyway, they you know they've been doing that all year. They could go back to six. Uh, anyway, Silseth if he's ready. Yeah, potentially. Was, um, it, was he the one that you were thinking of, or? Oh yeah, seven. That's right. He was on the seven day. Yeah, I think it's still if he's able to come off the concussion syndrome, uh, concussion protocol. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, yeah, they probably will go back to six eventually if he's able to return. So Reed Detmers, Jaime Berea. Gosh, I think I might go one on Detmers, zero on Berea. Yeah, Baltimore. I don't love it, and uh, Cleveland. You know, it's fine, but I, I think I'm with you. Yeah, not, not a whole lot to love there. And then Clayton Kershaw at Miami, at Washington, that's a five, right? That's a five. Even if he only goes five innings in both games, it's still a five. Yeah. They, uh, I saw that uh, Walker Bueller's ready to start, yeah. start up that rehab. So it'll be interesting to see what the Dodgers rotation looks like come the postseason. You know, Bobby Miller maybe – Gets a postseason start. Lynn finally came back to earth yesterday. Well, <laughs> he was uh, pushed down by Acuna. He ran into the Acuna satellite. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyway. Well, before we uh, wrap up here, let's take uh, one last brief pause. So to a quick word from our Blue Wire sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. 
But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. All right, it's Clay Link from Rotowire here, back on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast with the Hall of Famer. Todd Zola, we're wrapping things up here. Two-star pitchers for next week, the week of September 4th. Happy Labor Day to everybody. Hope you enjoyed the long weekend. Uh, Jesus Lazardo versus the Dodgers at Philly. Tough time to run into Philly, man. They are just killing it. Uh, Bryce Harper is performing kind of at the top of his game. Yep. Oh, jeez. I hate this for Lazardo. Nice test, though. Yeah. Probably go three, but. He's pitching well. Last couple of starts, 15 strikeouts in 12 innings after not striking anybody out. I'm going to go three as well. And I've got him on a dynasty team. So he's kind of always interested in in what he does. Um, Dynasty being my XFL league. Yeah, I'm going to go three. But this is a nice test for uh, Lizardo. I saw you've been kind of separating in the... uh... In the staff keeper league, and I bring that up to hopefully jinx you and uh, get you to go into a slump. Because last week we talked about how we we're neck and neck, and then you kind of separated this week. Uh, Corbin Burns at Pitt at the Yankees. That's a five. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Big old five. And then what about Pablo Lopez uh, at Cleveland versus the Mets? Man, I'm tempted to go five there. I, I'm not tempted. I'm doing it. <laughs> now he's been very good. Yeah, yeah, he has. Do you think though that um, Cleveland may, with those additions, may have given themselves a chance to claw back there? A chance, yeah. I mean, I still I, it's up for need, grabs. Yeah, they they need the pitching to stabilize. Uh, Cal Quantrill's coming back. We we talked a little bit about Williams, you know, because I don't I don't think the offense is suddenly going to start to smash. I think the pitching needs to come through. Mm-hmm. And Emmanuel Classe, I mean, leads the league in saves, but he's also blown nine. You know, imagine where they'd be if he only if, if he only blew half of those. You know, that's plus four or five games. That's uh you know, that's just the way it's people kind of forgetting about Classe in that regard. Nine blown saves. It's funny how you know over the course of a season those add up so much and can go either way and just yeah, yeah. You know, those those few games and how they fall just determine so much um even with the long season no two-star pitchers for the mets carlos carrasco goes unclaimed to the surprise of nobody <laughs> um that was one of my 
early underdog picks that didn't turn out so hot. I have no wonder. Uh, my underdog season is over. I'm sad to say. Well, I'll say that they are. I think they already have a postseason contest. And I have been selected by Rotowire yep. to uh, to write a piece on the strategy. <laughs> so I'm, I'm researching it. And I, I'm working on that now. I had a blast playing underdog. Oh, me too. And um, I had, I think, what I had four dinger teams and then six second half teams make it through to the playoffs. Oh, that's pretty good. Playoff. And none of them, none of them have made it through. For as a as a rookie, I'm pretty happy with that. And you you, you lose to the playoffs. Very much looking forward to reading about the playoffs over the weekend, putting together a piece uh, for some playoff strategy for underdog. I want to get you know. I want a little money. Got to give it back to him, right? With the playoffs. Well, I wish you luck. I'll probably have to dabble too because yeah. I—that's one of the highlights of my year. Actually, is just getting familiar with that platform. I had yeah, never I like played it. on Underdog before the spring. Yeah, I ended up doing a draft pretty much every night, just knocking yeah. out a draft in one hour on my phone, and just a blast. A different game, certainly. You don't have to worry about saves or you know catchers or right. You know, any of that. So it's a very different game, but a fun one. Uh, moving on, though, uh, Garrett Cole's a five. Yep. Um, Luis Medina versus Toronto at Texas. He's shown some signs this year. Tough guy to trust, though. Eesh. This is one where it's like if I'm actually competing, like trying to hold and maintain a lead, I'm probably less likely. But if I'm kind of throwing anything at the wall trying to make up ground maybe i'd be more inclined so i think i'm gonna go two yeah i'm, I'm not even gonna go that high i mean I, yeah what i look at it is if i need strikeouts more than i need ratios then i'm gonna go with a one um because i mean you can't you, you can't count on a win in either game yeah true all right uh no two-star pitchers for the phillies are getting what ranger suarez back believe um and yeah, christopher sanchez will keep his rotation spot looks like it's been awesome yeah uh luis l ortiz i believe with the pirates yep. versus the brewers at atlanta so a guy's kind of been up and down well literally has been up and down between levels and performance has been up and down as well i think i'll go one here because I do kind of think there's potential under the hood. Yeah, I'm going to go one just because he's kind of in the same boat Oviedo was for me in that I, I people talk about that he's good, but I haven't seen it yet this time last year. And he's shown to be good this year, Oviedo, or okay this year. So mm-hmm. I think maybe Ortiz is, is kind of like, I don't know anything about him. People I trust say he's not bad. Therefore, he's not bad, and I'll give him a one. Rich Hill at this age, you know, he can still – Show flashes of his old uh, competent self, but you know, with these matchups versus Philly at Houston, he's the kind of guy you want to avoid in tough matchups. So, even going one, I think I'll go one, but I will go one, doesn't feel good. Uh, he'd be uh, behind a Luis Ortiz for me, uh, Brian Wu at Cincinnati at Tampa Bay. So uh, we'll see if the Mariners can keep it rolling here. I think I'm going to give Brian Wu. Hmm. Let me double check something. How deep has he been going lately? Uh, better six. lately. Yeah. Yeah. Better again lately. Um, 
I think I'll go two on Wu and hmm. I get three on Wu, four on Bryce Miller. I was thinking three on each. Um, I'm going to say three on each. I maybe I think you may be. I think Miller maybe you may be right, but mm. I'm going to stick with three on each for now. Logan Webb at the Cubs versus Colorado. Uh, he's got a losing record, but I'm tempted to go five. Uh, I'm still a five on Webb, and I'll be overdrafting him and Nola until I no longer draft. <laughs> Which hopefully well, isn't anytime soon. But probably hey. wise. Uh, for the Cardinals, Zach Thompson has got to go at Atlanta and then at Cincinnati. Some tough uh, venues to pitch in, tough opponents so that's going to be zero it is for me as well all right uh wrapping things up here zach eflin and taj bradley uh maybe i I would assume bradley's just the best guess yes um so very tentative there i eflin versus boston versus seattle i think i'll go four on eflin i'm I think I'm in the five range. I think he's yeah. I just think he's good, and it, it, I don't love the ball to, the Boston matchup, but it is in Tampa, so I I, I like these matchups for him. And um, Bradley, I guess I need to see what he's been doing in the minors. I'm going to say a blind two. Yeah, same. And again, that is totally a, a guess there, but uh, an informed guess because our. Our guys are constantly making changes and anything they see on Twitter um, suggests one way or another they will make those changes. So, yeah, I'll go two as well, but it's kind of like I'll need to circle back, see exactly how things have been going for him. Andrew Heaney versus Houston versus Oakland. Inconsistent, but he's kind of like whatever, the little girl with curls, right? When she's good, she's really good, but when she's bad, she's giving up a lot of homers. Isn't that yeah, how that sounds right. I, that how it goes? I think I'm going to go three. Yeah, I am as well. Um, you, the, Oakland, the Oakland start helps a lot, but uh, yeah, I'm yeah, going to go three. That does a lot of that. It's going to be a big series. Yeah. yeah. Texas against Houston. Yeah. yeah, it's a big series. Jose Barrios also gets Oakland next week at Oakland, then versus Kansas wow. City. Uh, this is the week we've been waiting that, for. Pal. This is the week we've been waiting for. <laughs> I think I'm going to go four. I am as well. I mean, I mean, I'm somewhat joking. You don't hold a guy 23 weeks to, you know, to use him. He hasn't, Barrios hasn't been bad. Yeah, it's no. not the guy that I expected to see at this point in his career, but I was high on him. I was too high on Barrios. Uh, his pretty much his whole career never took that next step, but these matchups you got to love. But it has been a bounce back year. Oh, overall. absolutely, absolutely, definitely. All right, well, let's recap our grades and head into Memorial Day. I'm sorry, not Memorial Day, Labor Day weekend. Yeah, opposite end of the uh, baseball season. Um, all right, heading into Labor Day weekend, two star pitchers for the week of September 4th, 2023. Merrill Kelly, I say three, Todd four. Brandon Fott, two. Darius Vines, two. Brian Bayo, four. Justin Steele, five. Kyle Hendricks, I say three. Todd, two. Gavin Williams, three. Tanner Bybee, four. Peter Lambert, zero. Jesse Schultens, two. 
Joey Wentz, zero. JP France, two. Cole Reagans, four. Reed Detmers, one. Jaime Berea, zero. Clayton Kershaw, five. Jesus Lazardo, three. Corbin Burns, five. Pablo Lopez, five. Garrett Cole, five. Luis Medina, I say two. Todd, one. Luis Ortiz of the Pittsburgh Pirates, I say, well, we both say one. Rich Hill, one. Brian Wu, three. Bryce Miller, I say four. Todd, three. Logan Webb, five. Zach Thompson, zero. Zach Eflin, I say four. Todd, five. Taj Bradley, two. Andrew Heaney, three. And finally, Jose Barrios, four. Anything else on your mind today, Todd? You know what? Let's give a shout-out to the site. And I wrote this on Twitter. All right, I'm a baseball guy, but I'm doing three bit three football drafts at the same time. I wouldn't be able to do it if it wasn't for the My Leagues function. Such and, an underrated uh, aspect of uh, you, you can use it for – obviously, you use it for baseball too, setting uh, draft championships lineups, especially for me. But, yeah, I mean, sign up if you if – you, if you, you, know, you can look at my baseball, Clay's baseball stuff too. But this My League, for those that don't know, real quick, you just you, you download your league into, into Rotowire, and then it tells you the top available free agents – Make suggestions who you should pick, track your roster. Yeah, it uh, actually syncs up with the hosting yeah. service, whatever yeah. you have, Yahoo, ESPN. And right. It, yeah, it actually takes all that info and applies it to yeah. sheets, depth charts. Oh, and it's, yeah, it's wonderful. And, and I, you know, I'm, I'd, I'd be able to do the drafts otherwise, but I'd be going through highlighters and everything else. It, it, it tracks it for you and gives you some suggestions. And uh, it's also, if you do do it, you can also look at our baseball stuff for the last month. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, thank you, my leagues. Thank you for the tech for doing that. I have a great Labor Day weekend, everybody. Um, Going to get warm again, at least in the East Coast. It's been—I uh, know it's been hot other places. So the uh, the weather—it's it's our turn. Going back to nineties early next week. We'll try to stay cool, my man. And yeah, uh, yeah we'll be here to the bitter end, and we'll see it through here Hopefully on the Rotowire. Hopefully not so bitter. <laughs> bitter for some of us on the losing <laughs> end, but well, maybe you get some wins in there as well. But yeah, we'll be here to the end, and we'll be with you to the very end on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.